Perhaps you've heard a story about the rivalry between uh, Julius Caesar and Emperor Augustus Caesar. It is said that July, the seventh month, the very month in which we are, was named after Julius Caesar. But not to be outdone, Augustus named the following month August. After himself. Do you know that approximately one-third of adults describe their relationship with their siblings as competitive and distant. If you're an only child, you don't have that problem. But when you have siblings, and in our home there are siblings, but I'm not telling tales, and in my family home where there were many siblings, it is said that approximately one-third of adults describe their relationship with siblings as competitive and distant. In the Gospel Pericope, as presented for this weekend by Vicky a while ago, Martha is not happy. Did you notice? Martha is not happy playing host, although she welcomed Jesus and his party into her home. When they knocked on the door, I imagine Martha was the one who greeted them with a big welcome, and she moved aside and signaled to them that they can all enter. But Martha is not happy. And, I, and you, might you might ask yourself, as I have done in reading the text, what changed? Well, to begin with, she has a house full of guests. She feels burthened that she is the only one serving. And that puts her in a bad place. And now, everyone, everyone in the home can see that she is very unhappy. Now, think about it for a moment. If you were in Martha's place, what would you do? If you were in Martha's place, what would you do? Speak up. Well, no, I'm not saying you should speak up. I'm saying that Martha did. She spoke up. She mustered the courage, and she vented her frustration. She needs help, and no one seems to care, especially her sister. She's so upset that she does not address her sister directly, even though her words were intended for her. 
Instead, she confronts Jesus, not to embarrass him, but to solicit his sympathy and cooperation. That competitiveness between Martha and Mary precedes them, or predates them, I should say. The first known instance of sibling, sibling rivalry ended in the death of Abel. And ever since, rivalries have threatened to destroy the harmony of the family. And here, it is on public display. Martha and Mary, siblings. Of course, in this story, we don't hear about Lazarus, whether he's out of town or whether he's around, we don't know. He's not mentioned, but the two sisters are mentioned. How often, I mean, in our lives, how often do we turn to Jesus with our problems? Frequently? Occasionally? Rarely? Oftentimes, we feel it is not worth troubling Jesus with our problems. So we go it alone. We tell ourselves, it's our problem to solve, and we're going to solve them ourselves. But on the other hand, something else is working within our minds. We are afraid to trust others with our problems, because we don't know what they'll do with it. And still, some problems cannot be solved by ourselves. We need outside help. When Martha approached Jesus with her problem, she thought that he would come to her rescue. And he did, but not as she imagined. Jesus' words to Martha are beautiful because there's a hint of compassion, and yet there is a conviction. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled. You are worried and distracted, he says. And as soon as he said it, a light bulb went off. It was as though he held a mirror in front of Martha, and she got it. Up until then, she did not acknowledge the presence of God because she was so focused on what her sister was doing or not doing. And everything else was a blur. Returning to the story with which I began, you know, Julius Caesar and Augustus. It didn't end there. It went a little further. So, Augustus named the month following July, August. 
And then he observed that it only had 30 days. So he decided that he would borrow one from February. Took one from February, put it into August, and says, now I have 31. In other words, Julius, you're not going to outdo me. And so we have 31 in July and 31 in August. Our brokenness is as such that we feel tempted to make ourselves the center of the universe. How many times have we compared ourselves to others, to our siblings, to our friends, to our colleagues? How many times? And what do we use to compare ourselves? Wealth? Education? physical appearance. These things that we use are things that we feel to ourselves that we have acquired or obtained or perfected. That makes us superior to the other. Jesus invites us today to leave our insecurities behind, to leave our anxiety behind, to leave our distractions behind. Instead, we are to focus on one thing that is important, and he says that to Martha. One thing is important. And here Jesus is not just saying this one time. He has said it before in Matthew chapter 6. And in that text, he talks about don't worry. And he told those in that Sermon on the Mount that day, The one thing is that is important is to seek the kingdom of God and God's righteousness. And all the things that we worry and are concerned about will be added unto us. One thing is important. We should always ask ourselves, who am I in the eyes of God? What defines me as a person? Is it the things that I possess or is it a relationship with God? And how that relationship shapes me for life in the world. For me, and I hope it is the same for you, that which defines us is our baptism in Christ. Not wealth, not education, not facial or physical appearance, not success or lack thereof, but our relationship in Christ through baptism. For in that relationship, you are a child of God, 
I am a child of God. We are children of God. And that is all that matters. When we forget, when you forget who you are, when I forget who I am, and when we forget how dearly God loves us, then you, then I, then we are in danger of, of treating others poorly or as enemies with hatred and violence as Cain did to his sibling Abel. We're not created to be cruel. We're created to love and to build up each other in love. Therefore, let us endeavor. Let us endeavor to keep our inner eyes focused on God in whom we live, move, and have our being. As Abraham and Sarah recognized and welcomed God into their home, or like Mary welcomed God by sitting at Jesus' feet, or like Paul welcomed God in Jesus Christ as the first place in everything, so too we are to fix our hearts on God in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we do, when you and I do, the best in us becomes evident in our relationships with our neighbor. And remember, the closest neighbor is your spouse. The closest neighbor is your sibling, the one, in whose, the one with whom you share shelter. When we do, the best in us is seen in our relationship with the neighbor to the glory of God. Amen.